everyone, and welcome on into another episode of Betting the High Line, your go-to destination for all your picks, parlays, plays, and analysis around the beautiful game. I'm Thomas Viola, joined as always by Taylor Wilson here on Betting the High Line, powered by the Book It Sports Network, coming to you on a Monday for this Champions League mini pod action and joining us once again. Welcome back, friend of the show, Dylan Esma. Dylan, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well. How are you guys? I'm doing pretty good. What about you, Taylor? Uh, hanging in there, hanging in there. I'm surprised no one has trolled me yet here on the show for what happened uh, Saturday morning uh, between Chelsea Football Club and West Bromwich Albion Football Club. Uh, oh, Chelsea we were- has conceded eight goals now in two games against West Brom. It's the most nonsensical thing in football. Uh, I have no, I, I really don't want to talk about it. So I don't know why I'm bringing it up, but uh, I'm still upset as you can tell. Uh, and, and of course to add to my emotional dismay, uh, I bet on the game uh, on the Chelsea minus oh, no. one and a half, which came nowhere close. So fantastic stuff. You could have gotten West Brom three and a half. What would the payout <laughs> have been on that line? <laughs> That one, yeah. Just to make you feel a little better, Taylor, one of my favorite plays that I wrote about for Betsperts was was the under. Um, yeah, there we it's go. Still kind of, <laughs> and it and it still kind of ticks me off because if uh, Tiago Silva wasn't a dumb, you know, if he wasn't a dumbass, it, I, yeah. I, I think that blew up the whole game. Like it did. So uh, I'm with you. I thought it was going to be like one zero two zero Chelsea, really sleepy. You know, basically what we've seen for the past like six weeks. Um, sometimes soccer doesn't care, and it's like, you know what? We're going to give you one that makes zero sense and have fun with it. So, well, as we get to these Champions League games, of course, Chelsea, one of the games, one of the teams involved, uh, and no spoiler alert, but I'm completely throwing that game in the trash can as far as like it never happened. It's not affecting how I'm betting anything. Um, and we're just going to pretend like it didn't happen. Meanwhile, Tom and I have still the third of our, our famous now uh, uh, three-team Moneyline Parlay alive. Of course, it came down to Everton. The narrative continues that we wanted here at Betting the Highline Industries. Man City won. Man United, bit of a sweat, but they did come back and beat uh, Brighton. And now we're waiting for Everton to screw us over. This, is, this game, it's halftime right now. This game is ending 0-0. I hope not. I, I actually kind of, like, the, the Palace lineup, I actually leaned over. So I, I'm i a little surprised at 0-0. I, I was watching it. Everton blew a few nice chances uh, with, with Richarlison and DCL. So hopefully they can knock one in for you guys. Yeah, I, I think they will here. I, I, I'm feeling fairly confident, as I'm pretty sure that we have lost Taylor at the moment. We'll see if we can get him back in just a second. But right now, let's take a look on in at the Champions League, because Dylan, this is why we are here on this Monday for this part of the pod. It is time to take a look at the Champions League lineups for the week. We are down to the business end of this competition. Four games to play this week. Let's start off with Manchester City versus Dortmund. No surprise, City is going to be the massive favorite in this one. Minus 295 at home. Borussia Dortmund, 7.5-1 to to win this game. The draw plus 440. I mean... I feel like we're starting to pencil in Man City as our champions here, guys. I'm looking at some plays on the totals, but my my problem is that 
City's defense is just so good, but so is Borussia Dortmund's Erling Haaland. Like, I I feel like he's going to at least be able to get a goal out of this one, and it's having me look at the over three and a half at plus one forty at DraftKings. Shout out by the way to DraftKings. Uh, that's where we get our lines from here on the show. They do not pay us for this privilege. However, they are kind enough sometimes to give us some betting splits and information. And we just feel like they have a nice wide availability around the country here. And they have a nice big soccer betting menu. Dylan, what are you thinking on this game? Yeah, similarly, I, I think my only play would probably be the over three Um so basically exactly what you're saying. I just prefer some, I would prefer push protection. Cause yeah, it, it could easily be a, a two to one. Um, so that's minus minus one fifteen. It's not the best, you know, champions league quarters that you're never going to get a really great deal on anything. They line them pretty well. So, but I'll probably stay with uh, the over three and pay the 15 cents is probably what my only bet will be for the game. So, yeah, that's what I do. I, you know, you could talk me into Dortmund plus one and a half because, like you just said, we both expect um, Holland to get one. And so if I like the – if I like that, you could argue the, the goal. You know, it's going to be a one-goal one game. Um, but my, my favorite would just be the over three, I think. Um, the advance price is obviously insane. So, you know, City – they're huge favorites. Yeah, you're so not finding you anything be, there. Unless you want to be kind of hot takey and just be like, oh, Dortmund can pull off the upset. I don't – I'm not going to do that. I don't think it's going to happen. I, uh, I have a um, Dortmund 35-1 to 1 futures ticket, and I do believe it dies here. I forgot about that. I forgot about yeah. that. That's exciting. I So I, I think at this point, as, especially as Byron has shown um, – you know, uh, some slight human form in Lewandowski's absence. We have to consider City the over the, the overwhelming favorites to win this competition. All the voodoo is still there. There's still a possibility that they're going to slip up at some point. They've had incredible teams in this competition before, and they have slipped up. But this one feels different, like we've said all year, because of what they are defensively. I, I think you have to look here. Uh, I totally agree with the over stuff. I think if anything, you're looking on a city spread number. I would not try Dortmund uh, one and a half. I think I'd, I'd prefer the city side on a one and a half, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> this feels to me like city three, one, if I'm looking at an exacta, maybe city two, one. I, I think those are kind of the two score lines I'm thinking about here. Um, I, you know, Dortmund just does not get shut out. City is a clean sheet machine this year. Uh, they've had f- clean sheets in five of their last six. Of course, they had a pair of two nil wins against another German team, Munching Gladbach, last round. But this is a crazy stat: thirty-seven straight games now, all competitions for Borussia Dortmund without getting shut out. They've scored at least a goal in thirty-seven straight games. Last time was a crazy two uh, nil Augsburg loss back in September of twenty twenty. Now, you know, those are the kinds of streaks that sometimes end when you go up against a, a juggernaut like Man City. But I do think Haaland, what we've seen from him in big moments, you just expect at least a goal from Dortmund in this game. So more than anything, I'm looking at the over as well. I think we're all aligned on that. My uh, play, I think the only difference is I'm looking at the quarter ball zone, the, uh, the, the Asian numbers at over three and a quarter at plus 112. That was the number I, I saw uh, on the Sunday night on DraftKings. And, you know, I think you're getting a plus price with a little bit of push protection in a game that, like I said, I think 3-1 City feels about right here. 
Uh, if you wanted to try a city one and a half on the spread, I wouldn't hate that either. But uh, I think the over gives you more flexibility. And uh, I think Dortmund will help you there with a goal. Now, taking a look at the betting splits provided by DraftKings, shout out, by the way, to Cassandra Buontempo, our wonderful, wonderful connection over there in the DraftKings offices, getting us this information. Um, The tickets and money breakdown is a little surprising to me because Manchester City at minus 250, which is the number that DraftKings had yesterday, 70% of all bets placed have been placed on Manchester City to win this game, but only 45% of the money that is down on this game is down on Manchester City to win it, which means the 26% of bettors that are betting on Dortmund are betting big on Dortmund to win this game comparatively to what we're seeing here at DraftKings because 51% of the handle is on them. Yeah, I, I, so what, let's just, let's break this down. What would have to happen for Dortmund to, to win this game outright? I mean, it would have to be just a Holland takeover, right? A yes. red card. Yes. A red card. <laughs> uh, man, like City, they have games where it's like they're supposed to finish and they, you know, City play that style where it's like they don't take a lot of difficult shots. They try to get easy goals, you know, tap-ins for, you know, for Sterling and, and, and things like that. So it's possible, I guess, that they're just off that day and they should have three or four goals and they just don't execute. I mean, that's true in any game and it's been true in Pep's history that sometimes that can happen. But, I mean, but – it's not like Dortmund's defense really makes me would make me feel great about that. I mean, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't feel great. I wouldn't feel great about that. So it's not like they have the defense, you know, if they were playing like Porto or Chelsea where it's like, well, at least the defense is strong and you can make it difficult on city with Dortmund. I don't, that's not how I view it. I view it as like, they're kind of a sieve and they'll be able to get some back on the other end. But so See, You'd that have to, to me, pray for City to just have an off day, right? I mean, that's it. And that, to me, is what's really leaning me towards the over in this game. That's my favorite play here. I mean, over three and a half is plus 140, and I could honestly see this game having four goals. I could see, like Taylor said, a 3-1 win for City. I don't think this is going to be a very cagey affair. I think City is going to go out and try and run up the score, and Dortmund's going to, at the very least, keep pace with them for a little bit. I, I, I see it being a very open game. Yeah, I see that too. I, I'm going to do the over as my main play. I wonder, like, it wouldn't shock me if Dortmund goes ahead at some point in this game. And then I, I just wonder what the what the city price would be. Like, are you getting really good city value at that point, depending on when in the game that happens, you know, a 30th minute Holland opener? Like, can you suddenly get a pretty good city price to win that game? That would be a play I would consider uh, looking at live. I just don't even know if then you'd get that good of value. Like, if that goal happens early, I think the books are, are still going to relax and, and not offer up some kind of an insane city price, right? I agree. Yeah, and, and the whole percentage of money thing, I think that's useful information. But, I mean, if you're making that bet, you're really just betting on Holland to get a hat trick, right? I mean, there's I mean, pretty there's, much. There's, there's not much else. And he was magnificent in both Sevilla games. And so, mm-hmm. like, yep. players of his caliber, they do shine and step up on the biggest stage. So maybe that's what happens. I, but, but I don't like to bet dependent on like one, just because one player is special that doesn't, you know, 
And it's also just a huge price. So people could also just be like, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to put some down. I don't think they should be plus 700 um, to win. So I, but I would kind of ignore that. I, I think that's kind of a sucker bet. So it just surprises me that so much of the money is on it, but I don't know, maybe it's not really that abnormal overall because you're right. It's a bunch of people just saying, oh, well, why not take a shot with them at 750 to one? Because it is a team in the champions league quarterfinals. Yeah. Like I would be interested. Here's, here's another way to put that. I would be interested to see what the percentage is on the minus one and a half versus plus one and a half. Because more people like seven to one versus laying two fifty versus if you're doing minus one ten both ways, where, where's the money there? I would guess it would probably be, well, it'd probably be pretty even, but I don't think it would be outweighed to Dortmund. That would surprise me. So, also possible that a lot of would you city agree with that, are... Taylor? Just like that, people don't like to lay big prices, and that might be part of it too. Yeah, I mean, I also think something happens with uh, sort of the big stakes soccer. We see this in the World Cup all the time, and I'm, I'm sure we'll see it with the Euros this summer, where heavy dogs. You know, it's fun to bet like a Trinidad in the group stage of the World Cup, right? Like. Heavy dogs just bring that out in these rounds of the competition. And, and you know, I think that is where the sucker bet thing comes into play, right? It's like you see the bright lights of a, of a plus 750. Um, but it sounds like none of us want anything to do with that, which, uh, which is good that we have so much alignment on the over. I can't wait for a 1-0 City win. Indeed. All right. I, let's move on here to Real Madrid versus Liverpool, the other game going at it tomorrow. And this one... A much different story when it comes to the odds, gents, because Real Madrid is a slight, slight dog at home at plus 170. Liverpool plus 160 on the road and the draw plus 245. This is two giants of their league who have both been floundering this season. Of course, Liverpool taking it to Arsenal in the weekend in the weekend. They got to be feeling a little bit good going into this game right now. But how are you guys feeling about them, Taylor? Well, I, I think, first of all, when this draw was announced, both fan bases definitely gasped out of excitement. I, I think this was a good draw for the other uh, because both teams saw the other as kind of fading in the wrong direction. Um, they are both popping back into a little bit of form. It, it should be noted. Uh, you know, you mentioned that Liverpool win over the weekend. This whole Liverpool thing this year has been full of overreactions across the board. Some of them have been appropriate. I mean, Liverpool were in complete freefall at one point. But it wasn't that long ago that Liverpool were, you know, one of the three best teams in the world, and they still have some of those players out there. Real, again, no Sergio Ramos. We can constantly talk about that factor with them. He won't be a factor. Uh, I believe they've ruled him out for both legs, but certainly for the first leg in this game. I think I just look at this as an under situation. I, I was eyeing under two and a half at plus 102, basically an even price, you know, before that, 3-0 3-0 win over Arsenal. It was seven games in a row where the under two and a half hit involving Liverpool, three clean sheets in a row for them as well, by the way. Um, and, you know, they they their defense actually showed up last round against Leipzig. I think that's what this first leg is. I think it's both teams feeling each other out. And I'm fairly comfortable with the under two and a half. I, I don't like either side in this at all. And that's true on the two advanced side. I was kind of shocked to see Liverpool at, uh, what was it, on the minus 155 to advance. I mean, I want nothing to do with that. 
but it wouldn't shock me to see them advance and it wouldn't shock me to see this to see them win this game. I just don't love the prices. So I'm going under guys under two and a half. I like the under in this spot. Dylan, what do you think? I like Liverpool a little uh, bit. I'm feeling a little bit of the same. I'm probably going to stay away from the from, from the game itself. But I, I, if I was picking a side, I do like Liverpool here. Yeah, you know, I I said this a while back, and part of it worked in my favor, and part of it didn't. But I think it did for the most part. Is that I just think La Liga is uh, is down this year, and. And I think that's going to have an impact. And it, and, and to be honest, it probably should have had an impact um, against Atalanta. It didn't because of the red card. But without that red card, I still think that tie could have gone drastically differently. So I by no means consider this Real Madrid team like a significant force. And um, especially without Ramos, that's what the market's telling you. The market's telling you minus 150 on Liverpool because Real Madrid haven't done anything impressive. I mean, if you watch those games against Atalanta, those were very even games. And and so, you know, if you're playing even with Atalanta and you've got Liverpool who have found their form both in Europe and in England, they've been better as of late, like you said, with the Arsenal match which they dominated like i mean they kicked arsenal's ass in that game and so you got a team that's finding their form a manager that's proven that he does well in europe even when their form was bad domestically they you know played leipzig you know basically dominated them 4-0 on the aggregate so to me like i i i think i favor liverpool and i i agree with the market here I think minus 150 is fair. I don't think that's too high. I think Real Madrid should be the underdog, um, especially without Ramos, who is their captain, who's lethal from the penalty spot. He's good on corners. He's, I mean, he's a, he's a legend, right? So, so I don't think that's insignificant. Obviously having Benzema is really good for them, but, but yeah, I like Liverpool. So, you know, and especially you're like just for the game, you're getting plus 160 on Liverpool. Yeah. So to me, you know, you could do the minus 150. I kind of, the degen in me kind of wants to do like a Liverpool Chelsea parlay <laughs> oh God. a little bit, like an EP, like an EPL, <laughs> EPL parlay. But, but if, but if I'm going to play Liverpool, yeah, I would either, I would, I would play them just um, on the first leg at Madrid. I, I'm kind of buying the pick. So, you know, pick minus 108, 109, 110. I could see this ending. I kind of like I kind of like that um, as the play. I also am going to go the opposite of you guys a little bit. I kind of like the over a little bit. Um, that would be like a secondary play. My main play would be just fading Real Madrid, I think. So, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Really, I don't want. Because if I'm Liverpool, like in a normal in a normal situation, if you actually played at Madrid and it was a packed house, you'd play for the one to one draw, like you said. But with no fans, with no Ramos, it, it it feels like these games are there's far less home field advantage, and so I could see Liverpool just kind of like going for this a little bit. Um, and obviously, I think 
Madrid with Benzema will probably score one. So I could see like a 2-1 Liverpool uh, result here. So that's how I would how I would view it. I, I think in terms of money management, it makes sense to stay away from that to advance. Like if you like Liverpool, stay away from the two advance number and try to just kind of play the the legs. So I think that's sensible there. Uh, I, I don't mind the fade rail stuff. I mean, you mentioned the Atalanta tie, uh, Dylan. They really were lucky to have faced Atalanta to begin with. I mean, I, I still maintain in a lot of ways, they looked like the worst team in that group and managed to get out and are now in the quarterfinals with a doable enough matchup. I mean, I, you know, I do, I do think Liverpool are better, but this is still a pretty good draw for Real considering where things could have gone. Um, so just so much luck for that club. It's unbelievable. I do think it runs out most likely this round, but I, you know, I'm not back with like full Liverpool confidence right now. So I'm hoping for a KG kind of first leg. I, it's a good point, Dylan, that maybe like without fans, the kind of the classic KG first leg stuff goes out the window. But I, I just don't think there's a lot of quality for either of these teams. I think there's going to be a lot of feeling each other out. Um, so I think two goals on the total sounds about right for this. It's the only it's the only kind of price, you know, it's it's around even uh, that I like and feel comfortable with. So I'm going under two and a half. You're going over. Are you like two and a half, Dylan, for the over number or another number? Again, if we're talking units here, I just want to be clear about something. I'd probably do one and a half units on Liverpool pick. And then I would, might do like one unit, 0.75 units on on the over. So my favorite play is Liverpool, and the, and that's just kind of an add-on. But yeah, I'm seeing over two and a half minus what 118, 120. I think that's a pretty good. I think that's a pretty good price. Now it's come down a lot. It was 2.75. So I think the smart money is with you. P. I think people were betting that under. 2.75 because it's moved i mean just since this morning um so i i think the smart money might be with you so i the lines moved i know that gilfie sigurdsson by the way just barely missed the goal for everton early second only, half early second half alone at the top of the box someone got a nice deflection i thought it had gone in for a second but it did oh, not gilfie. but they've got a corner kick now right. it was a good shot i don't blame okay. gilfie for it there okay. was a good defensive play made um, by the way, speaking of parlays, to solve that mystery there on the tickets and money from the Manchester City game, uh, the discrepancy is most likely explained by I'm betting that a lot of people over at DraftKings have Man City in some parlays this weekend. And so that's probably what is affecting that ticket price, uh, what that ticket percentage there, which makes that a lot makes more sense. sense. Yeah. All right, guys. Tom, do you what, are you doing? what are you doing in that game? Did you say? Um, I, I, I'd be inclined to lean Liverpool and I'm with you more, more so on the under than the over. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. I mean, that Liverpool defense has been shaky for the most part. This is, this is more of a stay away game for me where if anything, my strongest lean is I might take Liverpool at the plus plus one sixty price here because I do believe that they're going to win this one. All right. Let's move on here to the what is definitely the biggest matchup. I think in another year, Real Madrid-Liverpool would be the marquee matchup here in this quarterfinals. But Bayern versus PSG in a battle of two teams that we could easily be seeing in the final because this was the final last year. Bayern favored at home minus 112, PSG plus 280 on the road and the draw plus 285. Guys, I am liking the underdog here. I am liking PSG. 
oh my god dom too much alignment don't do this to me oh no <laughs> so here, here's what i will say you mentioned the final last year some a lot of similarities in these teams no more tiago Silva at psg no more tiago at Bayern, etc cetera, etc cetera. the big factor of course in this is no lewandowski we know that we saw Bayern at the weekend a game that i bet Bayern plus 140 by the way that they squeaked out in some ways fortunate to win that game with no Lewandowski and I was happy that they did we got a little bit of a sneak peek of what they're like without their talismanic goal scorer and they won't have him here in this game I don't know if PSG can win this game I do think they keep it close and I'm looking at the spread numbers and what caught my eye was PSG plus a half goal at minus 107 was the price that I saw laying uh, about a day ago, I like the way that PSG played against Bayern in that final last year. I know they lost. A lot of people kind of overlook some of the good things that they did. As Tom celebrates, we have an Everton goal. Go! Let's go. Let's go. Beautiful. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Well, now it becomes right. it perfect. Opens up, they can it opens it away, up now. So. It opens up now. Zaha gets an equalizer. And then we Zaha. get No, don't you put that header. evil on us, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> No, and then DCL gets the header at the end, and then I hit my over and Everton. 2-0. and oh, Let's go. Let's oh, do it. Perfect. How much time's left? I don't need that much sweat. Let's, uh, just, let's they, just finish it up. Oh, yeah, there, there is plenty minutes. of time left. Yeah, let's do this thing. <laughs> oh, that was, that was beautiful. Everton had about five chances in a row there, and then finally Coleman's in the oh, corner man. and slots it to James, and James just puts it. Wow. James somehow fit that in the near post. I still don't understand the physics of, oh, he banged it off the post. That is how. Nice. That, that goalie was right there. I did not understand how that could have gone in. He banged it off the post. That's how. Just real quick before we move on, how much did you guys miss midweek soccer? Like the last mm. two weeks? Like the Not, not at all. Not at all because pain, it's been a but... massive pain for doing this podcast. So <laughs> the week, the weekend schedule works out so much better for us from a, from, from a show standpoint. It was so much easier from a missing it in my heart. Yeah, absolutely. No, I say not at all either way, Dylan, because I was just banking money on Faroe on uh, Faroe Islands and uh, San Marino. So I'm good. <laughs> I, I, I I made a lot of money with my five unit play on the U.S. minus a goal and a half against yeah, Jamaica. That, that Jamaica game, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I played I played a bunch of World Cup qualifiers and and I made a, a little bit of cash, uh, but. But it's not the. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the same. I mean, I love Turkey. They're like my favorite team of all time. I mean, that team is I'm just not like. Really, I'm not really a big fan. Least favorite bird. No, but <laughs> no, but they just play like seriously. It's like watching, you know, kind oh, of like PSG. I mean, they just like go. It's like Turkey it's like ninety PSG. minutes. They're just you heard like, it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. No, but if you watched them, they just like. No, it's just impressive for attack, sure. Attack. It's just very, very attack heavy for sure. That, that's yeah, the thing. They, they're like they're a good team. They're going to yeah. make the World Cup. Yeah, it's, it's looking good. I, just they, they, really enjoyable. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back to the business at hand, Tom, you'll keep updating us on the Everton game that our listeners already know the result of. Yeah. Um, I just to confirm PSG plus a half goal. I really liked what they did in the final last year against Bayern. I think Bayern, this is no shade because that Bayern team last year was one of the best teams of all time. This Bayern team this year is not as good and they're still very good. You know, don't get me wrong. That's not like a, a massive chirp, but there was a moment just a few months ago where, I was looking at, you know, like plus 200 future prices and like, oh, this is worth it. Byron's no one's stopping Byron again. They're doing it again. But it's very hard to repeat 
in the Champions League to win it all. And I think the no Lewandowski factor is very significant in this game. Keep in mind, PSG coming off of a hugely disappointing game in the weekend also in Liga, a six-point clash with Lille uh, in, the, in the title race there in France. They lose that game, and they're now three points behind them. Uh, behind Lille for the title race. So that was a huge loss, but, you know, like all this stuff, we can make the same argument with Chelsea-West Brom. I think there is a lot of trap game stuff going on this past weekend with teams looking ahead to this midweek, and I, I'm hoping I can throw that game out and assume that PSG is kind of ready to go in this one. So I think they keep it close. What I'm looking at is the spread zone. The number that stood out to me is PSG plus a half goal around even, minus 107. What do you think, Dylan? Yeah, you know, I liked plus one when the draw was announced and I just, I wanted to feel it out a little more. And of course, Lewandowski gets hurt and now it's down to plus a half. So I'm a little mad at myself for not betting that, but, um, but no, I think I agree. My only question is whether I bet the under or PSG, I would never bet Bayern. I bet against Bayern this last weekend and lost, but I, I, I think they're a fade. I, and even with Lee Wendowski, I said this a while back where I said City should be favorites. They they just they're not the same. They're not the same team. Their defense is is kind of leaky. And, it, you know, I think they depend on him a fair amount. Um, and I think the Leipzig game kind of highlighted that. And the reason why I like the under is for Bayern to win this game. It's got to be like that. I think I don't think they're going to be able to score two or three against PSG. And so if it's a Bayern win, I think it's going to be 1-0, 2-0, kind of like with Leipzig where you get one and then you kind of – and frankly, kind of what they did in the final last year. Yep. Where they got their goal and then they were like, all right, let's let's manage this game. And so part of me is like under three and a quarter, under three plus money. Like I don't hate that because I think – you know, if PSG wins, they could win three to one. So that's why it's that's why you have to decide between the plus half or the under. But from Bayern's perspective, if they win, I think it's got to be like a clean sheet. So Man. that's my. You mentioned read. that. Plus that's my one, read. dude. I would love that PSG plus one. Oh, that would be. Incredible. I know it was any it was, kind of a good price, but now I, I don't know what you're paying now, but that's just not worth it. No, no, I, I'm just saying it's just when it like, opened. Yeah, you know when you see the draw and you're like yeah that that's my initial lean and yeah. then i didn't expect lewandowski to be out so you know how would i predict that but but yeah i'm with you we're all going to be simpatico which means byron's gonna win um oh, yeah. but yeah but yeah i think you i think you gotta lean psg here um from you know they haven't been playing good domestically but they did play them well last season and you know the barca performance was impressive as well so i just think their their big players are are going to play the way they need to neymar's back um the one negative just from a lineup perspective verati um who is probably their best midfielder he's he sounds like he's not going to go so that's a negative from just creating chances for their for their front three Verratti um is a really nice player so that's that is a negative but but a positive for the under which you might you might talk me into that uh Dylan I because I you know this is one where you think about like let's say preseason, despite the fact that this was a one nil final I would still think before the final 
this is probably an over matchup. But, ha- you know, considering everything that you just mentioned, Dylan, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I would talk myself into an under, but uh, I, I don't know if I want to do both. You know what I mean? Like, it, it feels kind of like an either or. Like, I either take a PSG spread number or an under. So I'm probably going to just do the PSG side. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, I think that's smart. I'm just telling you, like, I haven't fully decided yet. Um, and, and I did bet under three and a half in that final. And I think I was the only one in, you know, in whoever does written media that had that pick everybody what else. What was the price on that? Under three and a half. Uh, I think it was pretty good. Actually. I think, I think it was like <laughs> I, I, the line was three and a half. People were expecting like a, a blowout or like a, a lot of goals. And I was like, the reason I did that is if you watch Bayern in big games, they do this against, obviously, like I said, Leipzig, Dortmund. Sometimes they they kind of just control games, and that's kind of what happened. Now, I did get lucky because Neymar, like, scuffed a few, <laughs> to say the least. So I did get lucky, but, but yeah, I, I bet this under last year as well. So um, I guess my official play would be PSG just because – Again, some kind of similar to Real Madrid. I'm just fading Bayern more or less, but I do kind of like the under as well. So, Tom, where are you at on this? Um, I'm all aboard the PSG train. You're getting almost three to one on them as I'm very nervously watching this shot here, and Olsen saves it. Thank God. Olsen had an amazing save a couple minutes ago. It was really uh, an incredible diving save across his body. But uh, back to this game here, PSG at plus 280. I mean, I feel like they, the book put the number out because they want you to take PSG here. I, I can tell it's not like Bayern isn't able to come back from injuries, even if it is to a player like Lewandowski. But I don't know. Here, I think that you have to take a shot when you're getting three to one on a team that very well could come out and win this game. It's probably going to end in a draw, but if I want a side in this one, I feel like I want the side that's coming in with most of their players healthy. But do you agree? You, you said it feels like a draw. So to me, yeah, it feels like one zero Bayern, one to one. Like that's what yeah. it feels like to me. I don't see this being a blowout. I see this game being defensive. I see this game being a little bit cagey. I see. I don't see a lot of goals being scored here, but I mean, look, there's no Lewandowski. The goals have to come from somewhere and it's Bayern. They find their ways. They've got Thomas Mueller. They've got Alfonso Davies playing that rare, that, that wing back like he does. They've got so, so much talent because they are Bayern, but PSG has Mbappe. PSG has Neymar. PSG has a whole lot of talent on that side as well. And I don't, I don't hate them in this spot. I kind of trust that talent to come out. Uh, again, you're you're also getting this price because of the fact that the game's in Germany. And without fans in the stands, that home field advantage isn't going to play so much into it. So I just think that the number is giving you an advantage on the PSG side. I The one goal thing, I mean, the more and more, after Dylan said that plus one, I was like, man, I wish I could get a plus one. I could see myself being cowardly and, trying to get a plus 0.75 like on a way worse price here to get a little bit of push protection but you know what no screw it don't let me do that psg plus a half let's just play this straight up i'm gonna over i know i'm gonna overthink that psg plus a half goal. let's go there you go all right guys let's move on to the final game here on the docket 
Porto, will they be able to take advantage of a Chelsea team coming off yet another West Brom defeat? Chelsea minus 130 away from home. Porto plus 410 as the hosts and the draw plus 250. What are we looking at here, guys? Because to me, it is all Chelsea money line in this one. No need to overthink it, but we're going to defer to the Chelsea expert here. Taylor, what say you? Well, it, first of all, it feels great run for Porto. It feels like the Cinderella run is coming to an end. It's the March Madness 14 C. Man, they're not quite a 14 C, but you know they're a they're a, they're a 12 over a five that's gone on a bit of a run, and it's time to to end here. Uh, I think this is another one where you're going to look at the two advance numbers and freak out thinking there's no Chelsea play. If you think Chelsea's going to advance, just bet them across the legs. I had the exact same logic when we were talking about. I'll let it go Chelsea uh, in the second leg. I was like, you know what? I think Chelsea moves on. I'm going to bet Chelsea to win again. And they did just straight up. And I think I'm going to bet Chelsea to win in both of these legs. Maybe depending on how they look, look at a spread number for the second leg. We'll see. Um, you know, there are some fun players for Porto, Musa Morega, Sergio Oliveira. These guys have been really fun to watch on this run. And I think the no and Golo Conte thing for Chelsea is not a small thing. You know, those attacking players could really create problems against Chelsea. It's going to be the Kovacic-Jorginho pairing, which has had mixed results. I know there are some people who love it. I'm more of a Kovacic-Conte guy at the end of the day. I think that's Chelsea's best kind of holding midfield pair. And especially against the counter, which Porta is going to be doing a lot of in this game, I think you'd prefer N'Golo Conte. However, Chelsea has plenty of guys to get it done. I think they uh-huh. score the goals. Mason Mount back from suspension and Chelsea were able to win even without him. Tom, do you have an Everton update for us? Oh my word. Crystal palace. What on earth? Beautiful cross into the box. It was low. It was, it was a simple on the ground play. No Everton defenders in the zip code and both palace players. One was essentially in front of the ball. One was behind and both looked at each other. Like you're getting the ball and it just rolled right (laughs) past them both. Oh, my word. That was a goal. So you're that telling me this, this sure over lost is going to stink is what you're talking. Yes, completely. You, uh, We are in the 70th minute now. I can't believe that that just happened. I really can't. Both goalkeepers have made some amazing saves so far in this game. Dominic Calvert-Lewin was all alone and couldn't slot one home a couple minutes ago. Both yeah. keepers playing out of their minds. Wow. Going to be a sweaty 20 minutes. Let's see what happens. Yes. Um, well, back this to the, is the, the business at the end. Bed. This, yeah, this is the toaster in the bathtub mentality, though. We are all sitting in the bathtub <laughs> holding the toaster, and everyone's going to give up the 89th minute equalizer, and that's when we drop the toasters. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm looking that's forward how you to watch it. Everton games. All right. Back to Chelsea Porto. So, yeah, I think you have to bet across the legs. You're not getting any value on that minus whatever it is, 350 to advanced side. You're looking at Chelsea. Uh, it's moving in the wrong direction. I will say that. So go ahead and bet it as soon as possible. Uh, if you want Chelsea to win this leg, I saw minus 117 is the most recent DraftKings number as far as winning uh, on the money line here. I, I do think bringing Mason back in, you know, that suspension was huge. And the the fact that they were able to move on uh, over Atletico without him was big, but I think bringing him back into the team is definitely significant. And also bringing Andreas Christensen back in to start, you know, you talk about the weekend and the horror of, losing to West Brom uh, in the Prem and giving up five goals after Chelsea had conceded two and 14 before that game. I still can't believe it. Um, But that was just an insane game that Thiago Silva read and knowing Andreas Christensen starting. 
that's how important I think Christensen has been to this defense. He comes back in in this game. I think Chelsea will be solid enough defensively against some good attacking Porto players. Chelsea will win both of these legs and will advance. Don't overthink it. I'm taking Chelsea minus 117 here on the money line. You're getting Chelsea minus 117? Where are you getting that? Uh, DraftKings, sportsbook.draftkings.com, Tom. What? Minus 117. Let me hit refresh. What are you saying? I'm seeing minus 130. So this number is moving. I This number right, might well, be moving on moved, you. It has moved a ton since my last refresh. <laughs> because it was minus 112 on the – we're recording on Monday. On Sunday afternoon, it was minus 112, Tom. So it has moved. Oh, wow. Tom. Okay. Well, no. let's take a look in at the numbers here. And By the way, I'll take 130 as well. I would take 130 as well, but I don't like how much oh, for sure. Moving. Yeah, I, I, I looked at the number, 130 number, and that might be my best bet of the weekend solely because, I I mean, mid, well, best bet of the midweek. But uh, Chelsea here, you can see it in the tickets and handle. As a matter of fact, the numbers that I have from DraftKings were back when it was minus 112. No surprise that it's moved. Because 67% of the bets and 61% of the money are on DraftKings are on Chelsea to win this game over at DraftKings. Everybody is betting Chelsea, which worries me, but still that's got to be the play even after West Brom. That might keep flying to 150 though. Like we got to we got to grab that ASAP. Let um, me see what I can find it at yeah. here in the Vegas area. Sorry to say this again, but that price is because it's at Porto and I'm telling you it doesn't, doesn't matter. really matter that much. Yep. Like if this is at if this is at Stamford Bridge, what is Chelsea? They got to be you know, at least uh, two to minus one. yeah uh, uh, minus yeah. yeah yeah. So you're getting you're getting seventy cents of value because it's in Porto. I mean, there's no fans. I don't know. Like I, that seems really cheap. Like I, you know, doing a, a recent refresh on what I've done well in the Prem this year, it's like away teams are not yep. being priced correctly. Like they're That's just true. not, I, I mean, so like to me, like there should be five, 10% maybe difference. I mean, the, I mean, minus 200 to minus 130. I mean, that's just, I think that's wrong. So yeah, I'm with you. My question for you. By the way, Taylor, I'm getting Chelsea minus 125 at BetMGM right now. All right, everyone, okay, that's a little better. You know, I don't know. By the time our listeners hear this in a few hours, uh, hopefully they're not looking at just a disgusting Chelsea number. But yeah, so no Conte Taylor. Yeah, I wanted to ask you if you think that does anything for the total, in your opinion. I so <clears throat> again, I think let's throw let's pretend the West Brom game didn't happen. I don't think that should affect how we think about this team right now. If we extrapolate that and just talk about the entire Tuchel era minus the West Brom game, it's been all of these 1-0 Chelsea wins, and when they're really gearing into form and things are clicking with the forwards, a 2-0 win. Um, so that's sort of what I'm thinking again here, Dylan. I, you know, I, I do, again, I do like some of these attacking players. I think they have some creativity, Porto, and we saw that in the Juve tie, um, but I, I think we have to just think about what two goal ball is, ignore the West Brom game and assume it's kind of, you know, Chelsea gets that first goal and then it feels like they should be winning it by three or four goals, but they maybe get the second, maybe not. So in other words, it's probably an under game because of that. You know, I, I, I it wouldn't shock me to see Chelsea play well enough to blow out Porto, but I don't know if they actually get the goals to reflect it. 
Yeah, so I have a few comments. First, Juve just lost to Torino. Who they, they lost that game? Or they they, they yeah, drew, right? late late equalizer. You're right. The yeah, late yeah. equalizer, but they probably should have lost. Yeah. They've won like one of five in Italy. It's just not so for so Porto basically to don't down, give Porto as much credit. No, I don't. No. I think <laughs> Chelsea makes light work of them. I, I think that's I, totally I'm inclined fair. to agree. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be sucked into that because I'm telling you, I watch a lot of Italian soccer and like Juve, you know, they were they were playing really well like two two months ago. And um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't give Porto a ton of credit for for knocking them out. It just so that's kind of my first first opinion. The second one, like I said earlier, the number kind of stinks. It's two two and a quarter minus one ten. Like right. you're not getting a ton of value there, but like. You know, if you can if you can bet like Chelsea clean sheet, um, I think that would, could be additional value as well. Because, um, like like you said, Taylor, I would throw the West Brom result out, and this will probably be another one zero two zero Chelsea Chelsea win. Um, and I think I think that's going to be. I will probably either do the combination Chelsea to win win to nil, or I might just do you know. Chelsea money line, like you said, minus 125 and then and then under um under two and a quarter, or maybe I'll pay extra juice two and a half. I I just don't see three goals being scored in this game. I I, I bet it's a, a clean sheet. And if anything, it'll be zero zero. Um, you know, if Chelsea have a bad day. Like I just don't see Porto Porto scoring as long as Silva doesn't get a red card in the first half. So that's kind of <laughs> where I would play it, and then I would lead you know, lead this into the conversation about about the futures board really quick. So I have a, you know, 21, 22 to one ticket on Chelsea. And I just wanted to talk briefly about the futures board, how we, you know, we all kind of agreed that Man City should be the favorite, which I do still agree with. However, I do think there's an opportunity to play Chelsea, even at current odds. And this is going to be a little, it's going to be a little nerdy for some of you, but they're plus 500. Um, they're plus 500 to win the Champions League. And like you said, they're, they're minus 350 favorites over Porto. And then they play the winner of Liverpool, Real Madrid. Um, those are big names, but I'm telling you right now, Chelsea are a lot better than both of those teams right now. That's just, that's how I view that. And so I'm just going to hold that ticket and hedge out um, in the, in the final. Um, but, it, but at plus 500, you know, if you invest plus 500 and they beat Porto and they advance to the final, they're going to be, you know, if, if it's Bayern, you know, they will be what minus 200 minus 220 maybe. So if you have a five to one ticket, you can hedge out and make, two, two and a half to one on your money. So given the draw and given how Chelsea are playing, I do think that's still not a bad look. Um, if you're asking me what team can win the Champions League outside of outside of Bayern and City, like actually win it, because I don't think Chelsea will win it. I will hedge in the final. Um, I do think PSG plus 700, like I don't think that's horrible because I do think they have the talent to make a run. 
Um, especially if they obviously beat Bayern. I don't, I mean, I don't think that's crazy. Yeah. I have a PSG 11 to one ticket from uh, a while ago that I'm, I'm still sitting on currently. Um, I, I do think, you know, us knowing the bracket and you touched on this Dylan Chelsea, 100% on the correct side of the bracket. You know, you avoid City, Bayern, and PSG as a, for a potential semifinal round, and you get Porto in the quarter. Like, the draw could not have gone better for Chelsea. I'm not sure what the top two price was like before the draw, because right now it's only – at DraftKings, it's only plus 150. I think Chelsea has a very, very good chance to make the final. So if you can bet that, I mean, look, I, even plus 150, I, I don't love it. Like, you know, as a futures price, you want more value than that, right? But I think Chelsea is probably making the finals. So you're getting one and a half to one there. I don't, actually don't hate I that. I would have loved to see Probably making the final is a little bit of an overstatement. I mean, so you, it depends what your confidence level is on those other two teams, though, right? Like, I don't have any confidence in Real or Liverpool. Um, and we just talked about, we think Chelsea's moving on from Porto. Like I understand the curse that I'm putting on myself, you know, yeah. I think that kind of confidence, but, no, but again, I agree. like, I, I just mean, think that side of the bracket is really comfortable for Chelsea. I mean, take out, take out the Liverpool and Real Madrid name though. And, and you look at how they've played and you look at who they're missing. I, I mean, I think Chelsea are going to be, I'll put it this way. You're right, Tom. Maybe I was too aggressive with that statement. However, I think they're going to be the favorite in it's that matchup. Point. I will say that yeah. they, they won't be an underdog in the semi. I don't think so. I agree with that. Um, and, you know, I, again, I don't know what the top two price was like before the draw, but that would have been a really nice move when that draw came out. Um, you know, as far as winning it all, I, I do think Chelsea and PSG are probably in the zone of, of prices that you want to look at. Um, what throws you off on PSG is they're just on the wrong side of the bracket. There's too many good teams that they have to go through. I, I love yeah. that I have this 11 to one that I had way, way, way earlier, but you know, and, and look plus 700 is nice. I'd probably rather a worse price and see them having gotten past Byron first, but even then they're going to have to get past city. So I, I would probably prefer, you know, again, <laughs> I don't like putting this much confidence at Chelsea, but DraftKings plus 525, to win it all for a team that, again, I have a lot of confidence that Chelsea can make this final. Uh, yeah, not bad. Not bad. I think that's a really fair point. I mean, I, I would have to put them, again, you throw out the West Brom game, which I think that is a completely fair thing to do. That's a write-off. That was a very clear outlier in a time when they are most likely looking forward to this midweek match. Um uh, they've been playing great ball under Tuchel and they really do have a chance. It's not like Tuchel doesn't have some champions league experience. He is a good manager. I was maybe a little more high on him than some other people were when he got hired, but including, me, including yeah. myself. So I, 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 I like him as a manager and he's been doing a great job with them so far. Um, I, I, I would not hate making a Chelsea play there. Although I don't know. I might just play them every leg instead. Yeah. That's fair. Like play them every play them every game, and you're going to be getting a little bit better of a payout. Because if you believe, if you believe that they're going to make it there, then that's just yeah. My the thought, only though. the only reason you wouldn't is you have a free two two to one hedge ticket in the final. That is true. That's the only that's that's my only argument. I totally get it though. Like, why not just bet them both legs against Porto and bet them, 
you know, minus 120, you know, I'm just guessing here, minus 120, minus 130 over Liverpool, you know, why not just bet those three? And and the only reason is, is because you have a five to one and you can hedge out um, when they, you know, when they're the underdog in the final. So, but I totally get the rationale. I know Liverpool have been improving a little bit uh, here recently, but why are Liverpool uh, higher favorites than Chelsea to win it all? Um, that really... that has more to do with all of the action that has come in over the course of the season. Books books have been bet have had Liverpool be bet on so much that their their, their number is artificially deflated because of the fact that there's already so much liability on them. It's not really their true odds to win it so much as it is based on what the books have to deal with. That makes sense. Yeah. Good call. All right, guys. Well, that is all four matchups here for the Champions League. Do you guys want to give uh, – obviously, we won't hold it to a record, but uh, do we want to give any sort of best bet one play that you guys like more than anything else? I, I love Chelsea to win this game. I, I hate how much uh, confidence I'm putting into Chelsea, and I, I don't – they don't deserve this after just, again, you know, similar to losing 9-0 back-to-back seasons for Southampton. If you lose – to uh, if you if you don't beat West Brom in your two games over the year, you do deserve some chirps, and uh, I will gladly give those to Chelsea. But I think Chelsea's so much better than Porto. I think this is a solid price. It's moving totally in the wrong direction. I'm saying minus 117 because I haven't had confirmation of this 130. So you can't convince me. <laughs> that, uh, I don't. It doesn't. For now, it doesn't exist. It's 117. Deal. <laughs> Chelsea minus 117. Dylan, how about you? Man. Uh, I think I would go with him. Yeah. But I like PSG. So well, plus a half, if, you know, if we want some variety here, I'd, I'd say, I'd say either Chelsea or, or PSG plus a half would be my favorites. All right. Well, if you're going to go with the PSG game, I'm going to take Liverpool as my, t- as, as, as my pick just to give us a whole lot of variety here, guys, that's going to do it for us. Dylan, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people catch you? Yeah, so just find me find me on Twitter, um, uh, Esma underscore Dylan. Um, I'm writing for for Betsperts multiple times a week, and I obviously you can find my profile there. It's called Striking Striking Gold. It's one of the their featured and promoted promoted pages. I also tweet out all of the articles. So just follow me on Twitter as, as well, and you'll get those updates. And then sort of a new development that I'm starting this week. I will be doing a weekly champions league right up for bet bet ql um and so and so that's going to be um kind of a special thing going forward uh for me that i'm that i'm really excited about so please check out bet ql um for my weekly champions league write-ups all right well congratulations on that dylan thank you so much taylor it is time to drop the toasters my friend because everton has given <laughs> oh, up an no. 86 minute equalizer Bishy. and Bishy everything is horrible oh, oh my everything god i knew i saw terrible i have the live ticker on i saw mishi came on as a sub i for full full disclosure i have a mishi oh. chelsea jersey in my closet and i was like yo i bet you mishi screws us over on a random it's goal it's the bat Oh, oh my God! Everything oh. is awful. <laughs> oh, I told you it was coming. I told you. I See, this told is why you. we needed it earlier. This is why I was like seventieth minute. That gives us right. twenty five minutes. Oh. No, it's just too. It's too on the nose. This is not. You can't. 
if someone wrote this script, you'd be like, that's just too obvious. Everton. It's exactly what we knew it, it was going to happen. It's literally what we said would happen. This what? is this is okay. the Everton way. Yikes. Oh, God, I hate everything. Betting on Everton is the worst. Guys, that's going to do it. You can follow Taylor at TWill on Book It Sports app. You can follow him on Twitter at ATLTWill with one L. I'm TV at work on all platforms. We hate Everton today. This is just plain terrible. You guys enjoy your midweek. Best of luck betting on the Champions League. At least there's no Everton to screw us over there. Taylor, what's the number one rule of this podcast? Don't bet Everton. That is correct, guys. Have a good (laughs) week. We will talk to you on Thursday. Well, we'll talk to you either Thursday or Friday whenever the pod drops for our normal EPL weekend slate. Have a good one, everyone.